So he came in my face and he put the knife like on my head, right? Like on the side of my head. So immediately I thought about the Power Rangers. Me and my brother, <laughs> me and my brother used to watch the Power Rangers when we were younger, before school. And the Red Ranger, like one time, like one of the goblins or whatever was in his face and he acted really calm. And the goblin had a weapon up to his helmet. And then he acted really calm and then he grabbed the goblin's hand and a weapon flew up in the air. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to fake him out. I'm going to do that. So <laughs> Channeling I, the yeah, air. Yeah, yeah. Red I don't Ranger, know why man. I thought about that. So I acted really calm. I grabbed his arm. He didn't drop the knife. Hubert Payne is a professional drummer here in Nashville, Tennessee, playing mainly for the band Little Big Town. They're a country music group with over 2.5 million monthly listeners on Spotify and their most popular song reaching over 100 million streams. Little Big Town has won four Grammy Awards, nine CMA Awards, eight ACMs, an Emmy, and several others, including a CMT Artist of the Year Award in 2015 and 2018. In 2015, they had the most downloaded country song of the year and became the first band to hold a residency at the famed Ryman Auditorium throughout 2016 and 17. I was fortunate enough to meet Hubert back in 2016 through a mutual friend as a reference to play on some of my personal music. Through that single session, we formed a relationship that is near and dear to me, and have worked together on several projects since. Despite the level of his and his peers' success, he still approaches life and music with genuine humility, integrity, and passion. I personally think these are some of the biggest contributing factors to his success, next to his skill. I've invited him in to give insight on his journey and what it took to pave his path. Cool, man. So thanks for being here. Dude, thanks for having me, bro. Appreciate it. I'm pretty excited about this, yeah, actually. Uh, so yeah, tell me what's going on right now. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're throttling down as far as touring with LBT, which is my main job. Uh, for me, I love this season of the year because I get to kind of go back to the drawing board, evaluate myself, evaluate where I am. Yeah. I'm home where I can kind of like practice exactly what I want to every day. Yeah. So... I'm super excited about uh just not necessarily reinventing myself, but uh just attacking my weaknesses, man, and and developing it in new ways and yeah. new record coming out next year. So dynamically the gig will change a lot. For sure. So I'm excited about that. So I try to just grow in different areas that I, you know, yeah. feel like would they make have, sense. They have you. We're going. Yeah, they having you on the next record too. Yo, yeah, we, we so we finished it about yeah. maybe a month, two months ago. Hell yeah! And man. I and I I played on it. Um, I think it's thirteen songs. I played on nine cool. of them. One of them is acoustic song, and another drummer played. Uh, the producer. Oh yeah. I don't cool. know if I can say who who it is yet. But, yeah, sweet man. Yeah. Do you, can you say where you guys tracked that? Well, we tracked a lot at Sound Emporium. Yeah, cool. Um, and they actually self-produced. I can say oh, okay, that. Cool. Yeah. Nice. So I should say one of the the writers. Yeah. Uh, played drums on a, on the song that they wrote. Sweet. Cool. I was a little jealous. Not lie, but <laughs> yeah. it's cool. Yeah. Um, I'm thankful for the opportunity. LBT yeah. like let me get in that space for sure. And they usually let you be pretty creative with what you want to do, right? Uh, to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, so to a certain extent. Yeah. So, I mean, with anything, you're always dealing with people's parameters. Yeah. Their vision. Sure. So, I mean, they they don't get me wrong. They could get anyone in that chair that they yeah, want. Totally. You know, they got for the resources sure. to do that. But um, I feel like. I've been in a band for almost like uh, around five years now. Nice. So they've kind of, they know what I bring to the table. For sure. And so I kind of get to do my thing, but within their parameters. Totally, I put it totally. like that. And, and I respect the song, you know. Yeah, too, for sure. You talk about that a lot, like yeah. playing to serve the song. Yeah. What yeah. exactly does that mean? Well, man, I feel like as a side man, I'm in the service industry, right? Yeah. So what I found in my early, I guess I'm 36 now. So in my mid-20s, man, because I just wanted to play drums every day, I realized, man, if you're going to play drums every day, you got to make some money. Yeah, <laughs> so sure. I was just like, you know, one plus one equals two. You got to play for people. And yeah. the best way to play for as many people as I need to to survive, I got to meet needs. Yeah. So I just listened a lot, man. And I, I listened to songwriters. I listened to anybody who has anything to say about their favorite drummer. Yeah. And the common denominator I found is like, man, 
guys love playing with people who who are good listeners and they serve the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in my practice time, I go crazy. I try to touch the walls. I try yeah. to you know express myself and do all For I sure. can do and Channel think of all kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah all <laughs> kind of, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, when it comes time to play with people, <laughs> when it comes time to play with people, man, you gotta. You got to serve them and mm. serve the song. And that's sure. when someone will call you back. For you sure. serve yourself, you're going to be playing by yourself. Yeah, yeah. You're just you going to do a lot of one-offs. So. Yeah. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> but you got to, I, I like to, I, I like to use the analogy of like being a sideman is like, man, you're playing volleyball yeah. with yourself. Nice. So you got to keep the ball in the air, right? For sure. But the ball only gets kept in the air if you get a phone call. Yeah, you know? for sure. And if you're not getting phone calls, you miss the ball. So to keep the ball in the air, you got to have a huge pool of musicians yeah. or people that need your services or they like working with you They're, you know they like your personality or whatever and i'm like dude if i can be a cool dude yeah serve the song you know so that's the thing there, there's multiple facets that go into oh, it other, other than just playing because there's a lot of great players yeah yeah you know you gotta you gotta approach it the right way you yeah. have to uh you know you gotta have some integrity yep. you gotta show up on time yep. what what yeah. what do you think outside of the talent is something that you know, really drives a, like success in a person. Uh man, for me, what what's really important is like, first of all, my belief system is, I believe that I am in control of the resources I can get if I focus on my skill level, right? Yeah. Because a lot of people can take a lot of things from you. They can they can shut you out from opportunities. Certain people could not like you because of whatever reasons, because your you know belief system, whatever you believe. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if you have a great skill set, right, and you're focused on developing that, and you're never blaming other people because that's all on you. Yeah. You keep focusing on your skill set. I believe that I can accomplish anything that I want to. Yeah. I can provide for my family because I have this skill set, this gift mm-hmm. that I've been given, and I'm developing it. I'm, I'm always cultivating it. And and that keeps me excited, man. Like I, mm-hmm. I play on Broadway a lot downtown Nashville. I play down there <laughs> sometimes three or four nights a week, even yeah. when I'm touring. Yeah. I'll come home during the week and play down there. Yeah. And a lot of guys are like, man, it's boring. You know, you playing the same songs, or maybe the players aren't great. I itch at the for an opportunity to play down there because for me, if I'm practicing for two or three hours a day. I want to go try new stuff. I want yeah, to go. I sure, want to go hit the sure. drums. I want to go yeah, see, let loose a little bit. Yeah, I want to go see what what's working, what's yeah. not working, what's totally. manifested in my playing. Do for I need sure. to adjust my practice time? So, because of those practice seeds I'm sowing, it keeps me interested. Mm-hmm. It keeps me on fire, and I'm always chasing skill. Yeah, and, and and now that I have, I mean, I have five children, one on the way, and so I'm looking at my wife. I come home, my wife's got a big belly, and we got all these kids <laughs> everywhere, and it's like, man. It's, it's very simple for me to stay yeah. motivated because it's like... Sure, yeah, you're hey, looking man, at it. Looking at I, it in the right, eye. Right, right, right. Like, my practice time manifests. It turns into me providing. Mm-hmm. It turns into... I mean, <laughs> yesterday, I mean, I took my kids to the YMCA because uh, one of my daughters is in swim lessons, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she's she's swimming. And we we make we made that her thing because my other kids, they, they do football and cheerleading. Right. But she just does swim and everyone comes and supports her. Nice. And I'm looking around. I'm like, man, I would love for my kids to be able to do all these activities here. Yeah. And, uh, man, I just I thank God that, you know, you know I I <laughs> right before we left the house, I recorded a song for a guy and I sent it to him. And literally, <laughs> the money that he sent me, I was able to use that to sign my whole family up oh, for the man. YMCA. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a technical example, and I'm, sure. I'm, I'm being silly about it. But for sure. the point is, if you focus on developing your skill, mm-hmm. that's something you can control. Yeah. You know? And it's interesting. It keeps you interested. It keeps you motivated, and people can feel that. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. you don't need to go tell everybody what you're doing. Exactly, they yeah. will feel your mastery for sure, or for your sure. lack of it. You totally. know what I mean? Totally. And man. it will lead to more opportunities, which leads to more resources. Yeah. Which leads to you know, if you got a family or a wife or something, or just want to take mm-hmm. care of yourself, you know, focusing on the skill, more resources. So you say you know that was man? that's the foundation of absolutely yeah. for 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 my motivation. Yeah, and, and you know I. I'm a Christian, so I believe sure. that um, I have a gift. I have yeah. many gifts. Yeah. This is one of them. Yeah. 
And uh, I just want to do right by it, you mm-hmm. know? And, and I'm, I'm thankful for it. For sure. Super thankful yeah. that I wake up and I grind at what I love to do. I mean, yeah. I I mean, I, I'm, I'm 36 years old, dude. I don't remember when I started playing drums because I was, my dad was a drummer. I was very young. Yeah. But man, the same thing that I spent my imagination on as a kid, like I'm still doing the same thing. Yeah. Damn. You know, and that, I'm just, I'm grateful for it. So I'm like, dude, you know. Yeah. That's that's great. Go in. Man. Yeah. That's great. That's great. So you did start young. I, yeah. For some reason, I was thinking you started playing after football. No, dude. So it was, it was, I didn't play with people until okay. I was 21, dude. Gotcha. So I literally grew up playing drums in a room. Okay. My father was like, you're not going to be a musician. <laughs> but I just, you know, I just like, I just enjoy yeah, playing. For sure. So I, I played, dude. And it wasn't until I moved to Tennessee and I was in college and I started going to a church. Yeah. And uh, I started playing drums in that church. And that was the first time I played with like a band. Yeah. You know, on a traditional drum set. And you're like, whoa. This and is I was like, this level. is great. I was yeah, speeding up sure. like crazy. Dude. I didn't have any tempo. I was too excited. But for sure. I, I think that was a blessing, man, because. It's almost like I was a kid again. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I was a kid, but I was 21. Yeah. So I was just enamored with playing yeah. in a band setting and how to make myself better in that setting and, and what all goes into that. And For sure. Who else is good at it? And what are they doing? And how totally. could I mimic that? And So know. so you moved here at 21. Did you move with your family? You moved no. by yourself? So, so, I, so I, I moved here at 20. Okay, moved here to 20. So I transferred schools to play football at MTSU. That's right, that's right. So I, I transferred, and uh, in my mind, I was, I was <laughs> I sabotaged my career, really. I was, <laughs> I was just all like, man, I don't want to play defense. So I moved and yeah. transferred to MTSU, wound up transferring again to yeah. another school in East Tennessee. But when I got done playing ball, man, I was like, dude, well, people say it's Music City. Yeah, so for sure. That's- let's, let's see what it's about. I didn't yeah. know anything about it, you know. Yeah. So would you say if you went to a different school, not in Tennessee, you think you would still end up in Nashville? I don't know that for sure. Yeah, I don't. For I sure. mean, I always wanted to play drums, and I've moved away. Um, yeah. So after college, I was playing around town, uh, but I was just average, man. I wasn't. Yeah, maybe below average, yeah. and I just felt like. I got to a point where I was self-assessing, and I'm like, okay, I'm practicing every day. I don't, I don't feel like my progression is up to par with the guys that I look up to. Hmm. I don't know how to read music. I don't know, you know, if I saw a guy walk in a club, I, I saw a drummer walk in the club one night, and he crushed it, and it, and it dawned on me like I was like, dude. If anybody needed a drummer and they saw this guy, they would hire him. Yeah. If I play the drums, it's not. I don't feel like it's something to call home to you about. You know what I mean? At that time, you at felt that it. time, yeah. So, man, I I went home. This was just it was had to be a god ordained moment. <laughs> I went home and I was watching some late night cable show and Macy Gray was on, yeah. and her drummer was just incredible, dude. Like his feel, yeah. his 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 dynamics, like the just the way that he made the music feels great. So I like. Couldn't wait, dude. Like, the credits start going up at the end of the show. I'm, like, nose in front of the TV. I got to see this guy's name. And I saw Sean Horton really quick. Went online. Went on his MySpace at the time. That's how long ago it was. Looked up Sean Horton. Dude, I I, I followed his bio. And I made a decision. I was like, man, this dude plays so great. And I just followed his bio, bro. Like, I literally, he was from Rochester, New York. He moved to LA to go to LA Music Academy and he became, you know, one of the best guys there. He got a scholarship to go to school there and he's still in the LA scene. He's a great drummer. Yeah. And I was like, well, I, my belief system at the time and still now, mm-hmm. I believed and if I can develop my skill level to a certain point, like I won't be denied unless sure. I'm, you know, like not a good person. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, so I moved out there and yeah. went to school, dude. And, for like a year, I slept on my uncle's couch. I had an uncle lived out there. Yeah, I just literally stayed in the drum room all day, every day. Practiced. Went out where? L.A. So I moved M- out to L.A. Ca- music Academy. Uh, L.A. Music Academy. You went there. Okay, it's, cool. it's called uh, Los Angeles College of Music now. Nice. Um, but I moved there, and then I came back to Nashville. Yeah, and uh, 
And I was like, all right, yeah. I'm ready now. Yeah. I know how to practice. <laughs> nice, man. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's great. It's funny how uh how how those events kind of pan out. Oh yeah, dude. It was so, it was it was great. I mean, I'm I'm I was telling my wife today in the car when we were driving, I'm yeah, I was like, man, I'm just thankful that I I took a step and educated myself. Yeah. You know what sure, I mean? For sure. There's a lot of misconceptions about playing yep. in the music industry, especially mm-hmm. in Nashville. Yep. Um what's a common one that you've heard don't go on broadway yeah for <laughs> sure for sure that, that that you hear that very often man people people uh i don't know i don't know if i guess they think they're too good for it or something Dude, like, i i feel like i could start my own podcast on this subject yeah. right here yeah um so and you you were talking earlier you basically use broadway as kind of a playing field like kind of testing your oh dude i use it for a lot of different yeah things yeah. you know if you don't get caught up in the negative things about being down there, it's mm-hmm. great. Like seeing the girl puke on the side yeah, yeah, <laughs> down a printer's alley. Just keep rides forward. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we did see that, right? Yeah. <laughs> you were looking at her like, this girl is possessed, man. Right. <laughs> she she's was. on something. Yeah, she was. She was, yeah. She was, she was pretty tore up. But continue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So first of all, buddy, geez, for me – um, I am an African-American male, right? Right. So I grew up in Detroit in the middle of the city, man. And my yeah. musical influences um, were just funk, um, a lot of rap growing up, not so much anymore. Yeah. But, I mean, my father... My father worked for Death Row Records. He was a, oh, cool. he was a session drummer. So... Dope. I mean, I was getting all that stuff in me, like Dre beats. I mean, I feel like even now, like the way that that Dre makes drums, like that's like ingrained in my heart. Yeah. So, um, when I attack, when I decided to attack the Nashville thing and just become of the city and not, well, this is what I do. Let me go find people that yeah. will accept what I do. For sure. I wanted to take a different approach. I was like, well, I love playing music. Yeah. So I'm just gonna become the best version of myself in the midst of what people are doing here. Yeah. And there were 20 something drum sets in a window downtown. So why not play down there? So obviously it's mostly country. It's all country music, some rock. Mm -hmm. And from a business perspective, I felt like, you know what? If I can learn to play this music, like respect the genre and learn the parts to I'm talking about every detail to every song, mm-hmm. the way that those guys recorded it, because those guys got those sessions to record those songs for a reason. Mm-hmm. So if I could learn that part of things and then mix that with the way that I hear the beat influence from like rap or funk music, mm-hmm. if I could mix those two things, you that can, gives me my own lane. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that makes me um that that makes you one of those guys that can listen to a record without knowing the credits and be like, "That's Hubert." Right. Yeah. Right. Put your own put your flair. Right. But at the same time, I can play with anybody because I know I know each decade of country music and mm-hmm. who played on what record and 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 yeah. what kind of feel was popular then, yeah. and nice. why those guys got the session in in the nineties, sure, and what tones they used. You know what I mean, like. Nice. And I learned all those things from playing on Broadway. So, so that so that's that was a Broadway thing. That wasn't like an LA Music Academy. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. LA Music Academy showed me how to uh, once I learned how to read, learn how to study out of books, mm-hmm. so I can kind of you know explore things if I want to. For sure. And also, I can see notes. I couldn't see notes before. Yeah. So when I'm playing, mm-hmm. I know what it looks like in my head. Gotcha. So that allows you to be more creative. Mm-hmm. It allows you to, to like. I know what country drumming looks like on paper yeah. because I've sat there yeah. and used the the language that I learned from LA Music Academy to oh this is what a country song looks like on paper. Yeah. They're not playing like crazy feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not playing crazy linear patterns. That's like super mm-hmm. technical drum talk, but I know what it looks like on paper. Sure. So it helps me be like stylistic in the situation and not do things that are, you know, I, I try not to do things that are, you know, Left field. Yeah, left field, right. Yeah, so field. you just get a better understanding. So, mm-hmm. dude, so being down there, literally building a style. Yeah. 
I, I, I wasn't super conscious of what I was doing, but I was conscious, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Now looking back, being through tons of audition situations where it's been like, you know, 10 drummers waiting in the hallway mm-hmm. and you all have to go play Dave and Neil, let it rain. Yeah. And whoever he likes the best is going to get the gig. And I'm like, the difference between me and those guys is mm-hmm. I've played let it rain on Broadway yeah. for the last year, mm-hmm. every night at, 1045. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is, I'm almost cheating. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like and what? the relationship part of it. Like I met a lot of people for sure that wound up being road guys. Mm-hmm. So then that became my community. Yeah. And you, you play with David, right? Yeah. Play yeah. with David. And, and that, that was a true story. Like I, I, yeah. I, uh, I used to play his songs on Broadway, man. And, yeah. and, and I, I remember it would get late at night and one of the guys I used to work with, I'd be like, dude, there's nobody in here. Let's play Red Light by David Nell. Yeah. So I just like that groove. Yeah. And yeah. and and years later, I had to audition with that groove, you know. Nice, man. And I'm like, dude, I got He's like, hey, this is muscle memory. At this this point. is muscle yeah. memory. And and, and and it was the audition was 10 drummers, bro. It was like and I went at 8 30 in the morning. I was first. Yeah. So I'm like, man, this is do or die. I was, you know, mm-hmm. me and my wife were expecting another kid at the time. And, yeah. And it's crazy. And you told me before it was a similar situation with Little Big Town, right? Absolutely. You went in and so, they knew right away. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm. It, it's crazy, man. Like, I got to a point with David where I was band leading and it was it was great, mm-hmm. but we were having another kid. Yeah. <laughs> I think this was only <laughs> kid three. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, man, if, I, if I'm going to continue to play music, I got to do it on the highest level. Yeah. And I just felt like this spiritual pull to take a chance Mm -hmm. and my wife was just with me and she she supported me never disappointed me man and uh, i came on told her i wanted to quit and and i didn't want to be like looking for a gig while i was with david Mm -hmm. so at the end of the year i I let it go and and then i i got a call one night like hey man you know keith urban just hired a little big town's drummer and i was like what I was like, dude, if I ever got a call to play for Little Big Time, I I know exactly what I would do with that gig. Yeah. Sure enough, I got a call to audition. So I played those songs every day for nine days, <laughs> as many times as I could. But I I mean, I knew I knew I had built something special, you know. And if you don't get an audition, it doesn't mean you suck. It just means yeah. they're looking for something else. For sure. And I was just hoping that they would give me a chance to show them mm-hmm. what my vision is yeah. not that I went in and replayed the songs in any different way, but it was more yeah. my filter, yeah. more my interpretation of the groove. For sure. For sure. And, uh, so when, when you got that audition, did you had to send, did you have to send a tape or did, nah, is that nah, okay? So, so it's just kind of a, so <laughs> it's funny, man. Like I was, I was at the music city bowl with my, with my youngest brother. I didn't have a job. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, I spent my last money on these tickets. I got the mortgage <laughs> coming up. I didn't know, you know, I don't know what, what's going to go on, man. Yeah. And I got a call from uh, John Thomason, who's the uh, band leader. And he's like, hey, man, uh, would you be interested in auditioning for a little big town? Because they saw me play with David Nell a few months okay, before. Cool. Nice. So David Nell opened up for a little big town. Mm-hmm. And then they, they saw me play. Um, I, the the drummer who left put my name in a hat and referred me, mm-hmm. which I didn't. I only met him once. He saw me play like three songs. Yeah, but he just he saw something that he liked, and I'm super for sure. grateful for it. Yeah, and uh, once that once you get once I said yeah, you know I'm yeah. into it. Mm-hmm. They gave me nine days, and they just brought you know who they thought yeah would be a good choice, and had us play one after another. And nice. I went last, and the bass player was like, man. If I were you, I wouldn't even leave. I wasn't even close. And I, was, and I was like, really? And I was so nervous, I left. Oh, man. I went home, walked in the door, and I picked up my, one of my babies and put them in my lap. My wife was like, how did it go? How did it go? And I'm like, man, I I, I did what I wanted to do. I don't know. Yeah. Nice. I got a call, threw my baby to my wife. <laughs> Catch. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they offered no. me a gig, and it's, it's been life-changing, bro. Yeah, man. Like, it's been... It's been a blessing. It's been crazy. I bet. Yeah. So we'll we'll kind of filter into this then. So you have skill, you have your approach to things, being Mm. being a good hang. Mm. You also have your network. Right. And let's talk about that a little bit. You build Mm -hmm. a band in Mm -hmm. town called the network off of your network. Yep. Let's talk about that a little bit. Kind of Okay. The the importance of networking in Nashville. Or I, I love it. And yeah. and for for me, 
I love helping people. That's that's my passion. I'm I'm I enjoy networking too, and I think that's the foundation of that. Yeah, yeah. Genuinely wanting to help people. Like it, yeah. it doesn't come it doesn't come from a selfish like no. Yeah, a self indulging part of you. No. It's uh and I know you like to help people. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Randall referred me to you. Yeah. And you helped him yeah. with his gigs. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So for me, dude, like I am blown away at how God uses me. Hmm. That's my thing. And even this year alone, so I started that band um about this time last year. I I, I it was just some guys, dude. I literally didn't know any of them. Mm-hmm. I uh, I saw him play, or I I met I met one of the guitar players in Guitar Center. I met I saw one of the other guys playing. Out. I met one of the dudes on Broadway, two of them on Broadway, yeah. and it was like I just Bill Belichick it in my head, bro. I was like, you know what? If I get these guys together, we could be a great team. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And I just wanted some. I wanted an opportunity to express, and I knew I called guys that would be willing to practice every yeah. week. Yeah. So we can build a sound before we start doing shows. For sure. So we had this great idea, like, yeah, man, we're gonna play our first show in January. We're gonna share for a few months and just really yeah. build a sound and create music and like create this funk thing where people can dance. Yeah, man. And, and most of it is with no lyrics. It's just it's really crazy. So, and I was like, I want to call it the network. Yeah. Because I wanted to be a movement. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted to be a thing. My idea was I wanted to play every town in week or, or every week in town yeah, and have people come out and it be a thing of like, you know, I can go and network, but not, not in a, the negative sense no, of networking, yeah. but like just meeting people and being encouraged and hanging out, helping each other, yeah. you know, and if you know people who can connect and help each other, you do that. Mm-hmm. And in a more, in a it, more casual yeah, way. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And let the music be a vehicle for that, for sure. you know? Yeah. So, those guys were my network of people that I knew mm-hmm. that fit the vision for what I was trying to do. Yeah. And it's crazy, man, because we had this big year planned out. Mm-hmm. And a week before our first gig, after a rehearsal, I'm walking in my house and I get a text message. And Hunter Hayes, is a uh, musical director, is like, hey, man, uh, we need a band. Hunter wants to go a new direction with his whole band. Mm-hmm. And I was like, don't call anybody. He's like, what are you talking about? I said, don't call anybody. <laughs> I literally don't call anyone. Yeah. He was like, why? I was like, man, I got the whole I band. got you. Yeah, right. So he's like, well, when can we see him? So he's texting Hunter the whole time. And I'm like, tomorrow. Yeah. He's like, all right. Five spot show, right? Well, this was before, right before the five spot show. Okay, cool. Yeah. So a week before. And we were getting ready for that five spot show. Mm-hmm. So after I told him tomorrow I text the band guys emergency rehearsal tomorrow <laughs> so, drop everything yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're like okay yeah yeah were they who were they were they playing for anybody like, well, on that level before, before a lot that? of those guys had just come to town okay so they n- n- I don't think any of them have played on that level yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, especially not in country music for sure. you know what I mean yeah. so long story short dude Hunter comes to a garage yeah and he sits in the corner by the ne- next to the drums and like he walks out and he's like, hey man, call me later. Nice. And he's like, hey, can you bring the guys to the studio? Starstruck, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and we played through some of my songs and, and we just blew them away, man. And he yeah. hired the whole band. Hell yeah. So <laughs> so Hell yeah. we haven't had a lot of network shows, but <laughs> yeah. um dude, I was so full with love and yeah, man. I I can't even put into words how fired up I was about like man clearly I was just used and I mm-hmm. and I connected those guys and they're still playing a gig and they're having a great time man and I had to you know I had to I had to replace myself because obviously I wasn't I didn't leave Little Big Town so I I actually got a drummer from Chicago a young buddy of mine that I know yeah. and I he moved here now and he's playing for Hunter and he's having a great time so yeah. it, I mean. It, <clears throat> That's important to me, man, because I feel like it's the most fulfilling thing I've I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I I've played on TV many times. I've I've yeah. toured around the world. I dude, I was on a freaking yacht in the French Riviera. I like, remember that a couple of months ago. Like that, that was yeah. great. Yeah, nothing compared to watching my boys play yeah. Yeah. or people be able to like. All right, now I can propose to my wife because yeah. I got a job. Yeah. 
<laughs> or you know you know Having, just yeah. just manifesting their dreams man like man. I, I love to be used you know so for sure for that, sure there's nothing you can say to that man. I mean, <laughs> no like, it's it, it's freaking awesome yeah. and i i mean i it encouraged me like because that, that's what i want to do mm-hmm you know, that that's my exit plan. Yeah. I shouldn't say exit. I'll be playing drums forever, but no, for the sure. next phase of my life, yeah. um, I started a company, performance moment, coaching and consulting. So I'm, I'm coaching people. Um, I'm, I just finished my certification, like life coach certification. Dude, so nice. I'm, I'm coaching and I just, I want to do that every day, dude. It's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's, um, cause I just know what it feels like to just need a hand, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I mean, you can practice all day long, yeah. you know, yeah. and then that one person that believes in you reaches a hand out and connects you, and then your whole life has changed. Yeah. People have done it for me, so that that is the truth. It it takes one moment, dude. To, one uh, phone call, one phone call, one interaction to completely turn things up, dude. Down. And, and, and I and I want to take the time to say this: you can be at the end of your rope, dude. Mm-hmm. Like you feel like you can't go any longer. Mm-hmm. And then that will be the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? That you get that call yeah. or something pops or yeah. so you get that email mm-hmm. and and you're like, man, I'm so glad I had hung on for yeah. another day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was actually something that I had on here that I was gonna ask you is um a time where things had gotten like so intense or so low that literally the passion was driving you. Like that was the only thing keeping you hanging well, that, on. That happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> here's the thing yeah. that i hate yeah. <laughs> let me tell you what i hate okay so this is what i realized about success a lot of times we think success is the destination and once we get there those difficult times stop mm-hmm. they don't stop they manifest themselves in different ways and sometimes when you come up for air you look like whoa i've come from pretty far away mm-hmm. but there's always <laughs> battles so you just got to like prepare your boat for the storm in yeah. a sense. So um for me, when I was like when I got back from LA Music Academy, man, I had a pretty tragic incident. I uh I was in 12th and Porter. You know that club uh, it's downtown Nashville. Gotcha. And uh I was watching some friends play, right? Mm-hmm. So mind you, I just moved back from LA. Mm-hmm. I'm in Nashville hanging out watching some friends. And a guy comes off the street he gets on the stage. This is after the show. The music's already stopped. He has a can of beer in his hand. We're all like, what is he doing? He gets off the stage, bro, pulls all out like the biggest knife you've ever seen in your life out of his pants. I couldn't believe it. Oh, shit. He starts threatening people, right? And he's like, this is out of the blue, yeah. right? And uh, for some reason, I felt like, I was going to have to stop this. They didn't have any security. So I'm like, man, this is going to come to me. I know it. So he came in my face and he put the knife like on my head, right? Like on the side of my head. So immediately I thought about the Power Rangers. Me and my brother, <laughs> me and my brother used to watch the Power Rangers when we were younger, before school. And the Red Ranger, like one time, like one of the goblins or whatever was in his face and he acted really calm. And the goblin had a weapon up to his helmet. And then he acted really calm, and then he grabbed the goblin's hand, and a weapon flew up in the air. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to fake him out. I'm going to do that. So <laughs> Channeling the yeah, yeah, yeah. red ranger. I don't know why man. I thought about that. So I acted really calm. I grabbed his arm. He didn't drop the knife. So we oh, started man. fighting, man. He he stabbed me. Oh, man. I'm bleeding everywhere. And once I realized I was stabbed, like my hand, I looked at my hand. It was just sliced right down the middle of my palm. Oh, so dude. I'm like, oh geez, I don't yeah. I gotta get away from this guy. Yeah. So I stumbled outside the club. Thank God it was a police officer like on a traffic stop about a block away. And uh they were able to they were able to defuse the situation. Yeah. So um oh my God, he went to jail. <laughs> I went to the hospital. Yeah. I had um he I had sustained two stab wounds. One of them was in my and my leg, so he like nicked my femur bones that went so deep in the side, and he sliced my hand. So when he sliced my hand, he sliced the tendon in my pinky finger. So my pinky was just stuck straight. The doctor's like, man, I gotta go in like immediately, and if, if I don't save it, like your whole hand's gonna draw up. And I was like, man, oh my god, I won't be able to play drums. That's what I do for a living. He's like, well, I can fix the pinky. You won't ever move it again. It's gonna be stuck. Like, 
you know, at a 45 degree angle, yeah. basically. And it, 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 you know, you probably won't feel it, but it'll be there. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm just like, dude, fix it. So yeah, <laughs> let's get to work. At that time, <laughs> he told, they told me I was going to be out for a year. Yeah. Like I wouldn't. So, I mean, I had a truck at the time. I had just got it up an apartment and I had to sell my drums to keep the truck. And then I lost the truck. So my parents, they had, they, they've moved to Gallatin, Tennessee, which is near Nashville. Mm -hmm. And I thank God that I was able to kind of just stay with them until I can get Man. back on my feet. But dude, imagine being a 27, 28 year old dude. I just got stabbed. Yeah. For no reason, you know? And, uh, I'm on my parents' couch. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a pretty low moment. But I feel like it was the one of the best things that have ever happened to me. Yeah. Like like behind like getting saved, getting mm -hmm. married, right. getting stabbed was probably number three. <laughs> like because man, the the growth that I experienced in those months, yeah. I I literally didn't care about who I played music with, which helped with me being able to get acclimated into country music and being on Broadway, I didn't care. I'm like, dude, right. I've had this taken away. Yeah. So my approach now is just like, dude, if I can play, I'm in, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So I feel like my groove got a little bit better because it meant something to me. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And channeling a little deeper. Yeah. And and I just, I had to learn a different way to play. And I worked my way up, like grabbing sand and then I grabbed clay and mm -hmm. then I could hold a stick again and, and, uh, Man. It just makes you really grateful, you Dude, know. Yeah, yeah and I can imagine. And for marketing, it was great because they already got around town super fast. That who's Hubert? I don't know. He got stabbed. Who's that? <laughs> the next question is, well, who does he play for? Can he play? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anytime, like, like that next year or two, man, if I was at a festival or something, yeah, I've told that story. People, it's just unreal. Yeah, they're like, let yeah. me see your hand. I'm like, see, you know. <laughs> But man. I mean, it's it's just a reminder. Every time, every time I look at my hand, I'm like, that's a reminder, man. Like yeah. I could not be here, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He could have hit something more important. Yeah. Yeah. But I was, you know, I'm I'm here, and man, he wrote me a letter from jail, which is no crazy. Way. Yeah, yeah. He like a year later, he uh, he wrote me a letter and thanked me. He thanked me for standing up to him because he was he was high and drugged out of his mind. And, Dude. If and, and if I wouldn't have stopped him, he said he would have killed people and never gotten out of jail so we'll, we'll do the opposite let's let's talk about a time a pinch me moment where <laughs> on the way here bro yeah. i haven't wanted time yeah um i dude i can go on youtube right now type type in good drummer mm. and eight out of ten of those guys will be doing things that i can't do yeah and four of them might be kids, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm able to make a living right. doing what I love to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a pinch me moment. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, and we'll take it back to the beginning. I think that goes into a lot of how you approach things yeah. and your mindset towards things. Yep, your integrity, um, and, your character. Yeah, you know? and and. And a big thing that I feel like is super important, man, is just channeling everything that you've been through yeah. and being able to put that into every note that you play. Mm -hmm. Because people feel that, man. Right. And you might get something wrong on a gig, but like at the end of the day, they're going to remember how you made them feel, you mm -hmm. know? Exactly. So like the emotional aspect um, can separate, you know, what you're doing from someone else. Mm -hmm. Like for, for me, like, you know, people probably don't know like this dude's been stabbed you know his hand didn't even work properly and i'm a lefty and it's my left hand <laughs> so i mean you know people don't know like hey man he's got like six kids yeah <laughs> but me channeling the challenges the great things like mm -hmm. like i love that the opportunity yeah so, just approaching yeah. everything equally yeah uh, yeah man like it it it's really it's cool to me that you can come from a stadium tour and then go play a fifty person show with me at the basement, dude. Like, and I love it. Just, I love the basement probably more. Yeah, yeah because yeah. it's intimate. Yeah, for sure. But for but sure. just like we were talking about in the beginning with me, man, I'm on the 
my major quest is just to be the best drummer I can be mm-hmm. for whoever I'm playing for. for you sure. know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, whether I'm a little big town or whoever, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I I just want to give you the best of what yeah. I can give. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so. So how how often do you? And we we don't have to keep this in here if if you don't want. How often do you approach? Or how often do you take gigs strictly, like for for no money, uh, like to help to help like the network? Well, I mean, because I'm assuming a 15 piece band like you guys didn't make too uh, much per person, you know? No, and 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 that night we actually we um uh, I don't want to let that information out. I'll, I'll, take, I'll say, well, I'll no, take no, 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 no. Yeah. This, this is cool. This is good. Yeah, this yeah. is good, but I'm just, I don't want to. Yeah. I'll say this. That night, that particular night, we made some good money, but mm. we all agreed to give it to one person. Okay. Nice. So, I mean, I, I selectively, I, I believe in sowing seeds, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. For sure. I sow seeds. So, you know. Man. Selectively, like I say, I gotta go by the wife, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, yeah, man. Yeah. But but if if I, if I believe in something, man, I'm just like a lot of the guys that I came up with are in positions of power now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. But if I want to continue to be in the scene, I gotta sow seeds into the next group of guys. That oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And everybody doesn't always have you know what my rates are to mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but if you want me to play, like. And, and I and I believe in what you're doing. And I can help you. Yeah, I'm gonna do that for sure. You know, for so sure. I, I believe in man. A lot of times we get in our own way, man. Charging friends for like 150 bucks for something. Yeah, when you guys could have just collaborated and and you know help each help other, each other like, out. Like yeah. we help each other. Like exactly. you help me out. Exactly. I'm like, bro, I got this song written. I, <laughs> I can't sing. I need you, buddy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. if we if we're nickel and diamond each other for 150 bucks, this is yeah. hard yeah. sell. You yeah, know? man, for sure. It's hard to maintain that. I shouldn't say it's hard to maintain a relationship that way, but mm-hmm. like, you need to have relationships that you pour into. Exactly. That have nothing to do with the money. The money. You know. Yeah, man. I mean, I get it. Like, it's for for some of these people, it's hard to yeah for these full time musicians that don't have a side gig or a steady gig. Like, I get it. That is hard. But I, I just feel like the relationship aspect is so much more important and it will take you so much further than yep. focusing on focusing on the money in that in that specific time. Dude, there's a disconnect that makes me angry sometimes. I feel like a lot of people focus on uh not that they're focusing on money too much, but it's like, hey man, people are not willing to expand their horizon as far as like mm-hmm. where they can play. Dude, you can record at home. You can give lessons. Mm-hmm. You can play all kinds of genres of music in Nashville. Yeah. So why play one genre and then beat up your friends and, and talk crap about people who can't pay you what you deserve? Yeah. That's not their fault. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I just feel like we have a lot more control ourselves mm-hmm. over our resources and opportunities that we have mm-hmm. if we focus on skill and be open to playing yeah, where you're, where people need music. Yeah. you know what I mean. And it's not to say that you should be walked over. Like, no, you, you, know, shouldn't. you shouldn't be walked all you over. You shouldn't, man. There's, there should be a kind of a mutual. I, I don't, I don't want to say where you both benefit from. I mean, if you, yeah. here's the thing. I heard this guy say one time, man. If you can't be used, you're worthless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, he's using me. Okay, yeah. well, use them. Yeah, like I, I mean, I've been in m- so many artist situations where. Maybe my friends were complaining about this and complaining about that. Mm-hmm. And I took the approach of, well, I'm going to just practice on this bus all day. And at some point, when we go to this festival and play at 3 o'clock, there's going to be five bands that play after us. And this is my audition for them. And I'm going to get that gig. And I won't even be here anymore. So, oh, you want to knock the per diem down to 15 instead of 25? Okay. <laughs> What's the point of me arguing about that? Yeah, right, I'll just, right. you know develop to where i can get the next gig and that's not an issue it's gonna, yeah that's gonna because go those things 30, can happen you know, yeah and, sure. and 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 i and i'm gonna be the one to say that for like sure. like sure. i'm gonna sure. like like yeah. I, I feel it's just like a marriage man you gotta pick and choose battles you fight mm-hmm. and, it, and that's important mm-hmm. you yeah. know not to get walked over no yeah but if sure. you I'm, it keeps going back to man if you if you focus on your skill 
Yeah. Focus on your skill level and developing your skill. Mm-hmm. It'll just solve a lot of problems itself, man. Yeah. yeah. So I'm assuming YouTube is probably your best friend then. Dude, if, I'm a fanatic. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, I, I was on a plane the other day and I I know how to slow down YouTube. Yeah. This is like mind blowing. I'm I'm a, I'm a nerd, but it, it's just like a little. It's two clicks away, bro. Yeah, Click those little yeah. three dots, and you can yeah. slow down YouTube. I'll slow down stuff and, and make sure I understand it, and I just watch drummers, man, and yeah. analyze even drummers that I don't really care for too much. I don't feel anything. I'm mm-hmm. I'm trying to understand why don't I feel anything? You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm always studying, man. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Nice. That was essentially what got me into engineering was, yeah. was YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I started when I was in like sixth grade in the MySpace days. <laughs> and, uh, you were in the sixth grade, dude. I was congratulations. I'm, I'm a little baby, man. I'm a Congrats. Little, I'm a little baby. You bro. got it all in front, <laughs> dude. We uh, we uh, me and my friends. I had this little eight track Boss portable mixer. We would make rap songs on it. <laughs> it sounded awful. We'd download a beat from YouTube, yeah. and uh, we'd rap over it. That's and, fun, though. Dude, it was so fun. Man. Yeah. We'd just hang out. I had a little music room in my, in my home, and uh, we'd, we'd record it on this little shitty eight-track mixer <laughs> and uh, yeah. put it on the computer, mix it. I didn't know what I was doing. Like I was just like clicking stuff, and it sounded good. Like I wasn't even doing it the right way. Well, that's uh, awesome. You were sowing seeds, though, dude. Yeah, like, man, yeah. Those, like, dig you, like, desire trenches. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, man. There's they, nothing like it. Dude. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing like it. Yeah. Um, just experimenting with, with your craft. And yeah, man. Finding your sound. And Touching le- the walls, Learning new bro. things. Yeah. yeah. You find a plug-in that you didn't even know existed yep. or that completely takes you outside of mm-hmm. your usual realm and... I'm sure you can apply that to drumming or yeah, dude. Well, in a sense, you were you you were building understanding, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And in a business world, people get paid for understanding. Mm-hmm. What you understand is like what your worth is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean that's that's what you were doing, and that's yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. I mean the the problem is I feel like, and I noticed this coming from like you know college football atmosphere where. <clears throat> it's all about developing yourself every day. You're lifting weights like multiple times and doing all these things. Yeah. When you get to the NFL, you work even harder on your body in the off season and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. when I became when I became a musician, I noticed that a lot of my friends they were just like just displaying what they learned growing up. And it's like, all right, I learned how to play guitar. Now I'm gonna assault the world with like my ability to play guitar. Yeah. But to me, I'm like, hey man. You don't you stop learning? lifting yeah, when you get sure. to the NFL. Like we're pro now, yeah. it's time to dig deeper and, yeah. and, and and find new areas and mm-hmm. and 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 uh, see what else you can do and explore your craft in different ways because that's 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 what value is. Yeah, let's talk about that too because yeah. when when you would when you say that to somebody, a lot of the times time is an excuse. And oh, I know I know with dude. you, you've told me some stories about hopping off a plane, going to play Broadway right after you get done or time. something similar to that. And yeah, like all the time. And dude, here's the thing, bro. I have a lot of kids, my <laughs> wife, and and I, I play with Little Big Town, mm-hmm. but I also behave like I don't have that gig. Because I have to. I know I you do. I'll have a lot of kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I got a lot of financial responsibilities, first sure. of all. Sure. Uh, so I have to, I have to like, you know, work as much as I can. So to me, I'm like, I, I, number one, I don't want to hear. I'm on tour. I can't practice. Yeah. There's always ways you can practice. You can practice mentally. Mm-hmm. You can be transcribing. You can be watching other watching people. YouTube, you yeah. can be watching YouTube. You can be you. You can be like I play on pillows a lot on the road. Mm-hmm. Then I'll come home and play. I mean, it was a time where my wife was upset at me for practicing during the day. So I got a storage shed down the street. I forgot where we lived. Yeah, but I would um get the whole Jeff Randall style. Guy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> well, we were in Gallatin. I want to say at the time, but yeah, dude, I would put everybody to sleep. Get to the shed about eleven, twelve at night, and practice until the morning, and then come home, get the kids ready to go to school, then take a nap, and then go about my day, because I would not sacrifice my development 
Because mm-hmm. if I'm sacrificing my development, I'm sacrificing my resources. So mm-hmm. you can make all the excuses you want to. But yeah. once you understand that your development is directly attached to your resources, mm-hmm. like, you know, then you realize it's on you, man. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's important, man, even if you don't feel like doing it. Yeah. Even if some people feel like, you know, why do I need to do that? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a full-time musician, mm-hmm. you're a business owner. Yeah. And even if you have a major gig where, you know, you're considered full-time there, that gig is going to end. Then what are you going to do? You know what I mean? You don't want to get caught in the cold after the gig's done. You, you don't have any, like, relationships where you can go keep the ball in the air. That's why I call mm-hmm. it volleyball. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, so you, you need to be like showing your face. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was younger, before I had like a family, it was almost like a math equation, man. I was like, all right, my rent's due coming up, man. I need to at least show my face like four or five times this week because I know if I'm showing my face, I'll yeah. get more gigs. You For know sure. what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's part of it. Yeah. And and that never ends. You're a business owner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got to mm-hmm. do the marketing. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> you got to do that. Yeah. So. And especially in nowadays music industry. I, I don't know if this applies to, to drummers. I know it applies for engineers and um, people on the technical side of it. Mm-hmm. Like you want to be able to do more than, than one area of your, I oh, guess yeah. you, so you could apply that to genres with playing yeah, drums. You got to diversify. Just yeah, like you got to diversify. Investify, investing in the stock market. Yeah. Mm-hmm, Same thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got to, I mean, be flexible. You got to be flexible. Like, I mean, I, I record drums. Yeah, play live for people. I got my main gig. Um, I'm always looking for new ways to, you know, anything that has something to do with things that I love, I'm going to be proactive about mm-hmm. creating opportunities. Sure. Because if you don't, somebody else is going to create opportunities for you to do with what what their vision is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's 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 what it is. And I remember you talking about going to going back to school for guitar. At oh one, yeah, at one point. Oh, dude, I I I love playing the guitar. Yeah, my wife had to sit me down though. She's like, I feel like you need. <laughs> You're gonna to focus. have to go back to the shed. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, no, I mean, I can play some acoustic. Nah, nah, I can strum on some chords now. It's just regular chords. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, that's a whole nother deal. Though I feel like, even sure. as a drummer, yeah, creating music has been great for me. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of years where I would just make beats. Mm-hmm. Play guitar, make a beat around it, arrange music, because right. it then you start seeing your instrument from more of a composition, yeah, mm-hmm. angle instead of just like drum drum stuff for sure, you know? for sure. And that helps in a studio. It's helped a lot with Little Big Time yeah. in the studio in those situations. So. Yeah, keeps you playing kind of tame. Yeah, dude. But I'm I'm always studying, bro. Like I'm like I like I said, I just finished up my life certificate or life life yeah. coaching certificate, mm-hmm. and uh, I've gone to school for I've went back for guitar. Yeah. I went going back for harmony and theory yeah. just to understand what's going around what's happening around me yeah. and be able to speak the language, you know. Oh yeah. So well cool man. I feel like we're talking in circles at this point. Yeah, yeah. So. It was a lot. That's that a lot of stuff. Yeah, we'll Thanks for having me, dude. Yeah, that was a blast. I, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of good stuff. A lot yeah, of stuff yeah. that will help people for yeah, sure. Yeah.